0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo.
1: Each and every day, you can hear him. Each and every day, because every time I play this intro, you hear Pango Bite, Pango My good friend Billy Corbin joins us here on Good Morning, Amigo. Billy, how are you? Mi amigo, ¿cómo está todo? <laughs> ah, <CFC. laughs> nah, it could be a little better but uh certainly uh i love giving you my platform for many reasons One is because you're like a brother uh two you are a guy that um i enjoy speaking with you bring a lot of levity to the situations and things that people tend to look at in weird ways and uh Uh, You have almost too much logic, and sometimes people get upset at that, and I don't really care. Uh, Like I said the other day, right, Franco, he's my friend. He comes on the station when he wants to. In fact, he's part of this family. Uh, That's why you were on Radio Row with us. Uh, Didn't have anyone else on Radio Row with us because you're my dude. You're part of this. You're one of the reasons I actually had a little success. You were for a long time and still to this day probably my best interview. So uh, by all means, I was taken aback when I saw the news. And while I know you like to ruffle feathers, can you give me a little bit of a synopsis as to why Kathy is so angry right now at you?
0: I don't know that she is so angry uh, at me. I know that the uh, the campaign uh, certainly was angry with me, uh, and I think probably her campaign manager, uh, who I have to thank, I uh, have a great deal of great debt of, of gratitude uh, for the way he responded to. Uh, to my uh, video, my mini documentary, if you will, but uh, Catherine Fernandez-Rundle is the state attorney in Miami-Dade County who is our local prosecutor, sometimes in other places, they're called district attorneys, um, and so uh, it's an elected position and she has been in that position since Janet Reno left for the Clinton administration in 1993. Dear God, uh, it's a pretty extraordinary thing. Yeah, it's 27 years and in that 27 years, uh, Kathy Rundle has never charged a law enforcement officer for an on-duty killing. What? And that is that is not because they don't happen, and that is not be- because they happen less frequently. In fact, in the last decade or 15 years or so, they have in- they have happened more frequently. And the reason that it hap they happen more frequently is because Kathy Rundle sends a message of impunity to law enforcement officers. Law enforcement officers know that Kathy Rundle will not charge you for a murder. In fact, she will proactively cover up for bad and corrupt cops. And so they know that when you're dealing with someone, it's actually better if you kill them than if you beat them up. Because if you beat them up, you're more likely to get in trouble than if you just kill them dead and there's no witness. So that's the message that Kathy Rundle has sent to law enforcement officers in South Florida. And, that, and, that, and if anybody asks me, I, you know, I travel a lot, I do radio, podcasts, whatever, and people say, why is Miami so crazy? I say three words, Catherine Fernandez-Rundle, because if you want to know why political corruption and police misconduct have flourished, I mean blossomed down here like orange groves, it's because the woman in charge, the person in charge of holding people accountable not only fails to do her job, but deliberately and maliciously, and proactively covers up political and police malfeasance.
1: So we're talking to Billy Corbin here on a Good Morning Amigos. So I gotta imagine that at some point, whether she's vocalized it or not, um, she finds these to be certain accusations that she can either shrug off or not. But apparently, it being an election year is what created a bigger problem for you. Am, am I correct in saying that?
0: Well, I suppose. I mean, I, I've been discussing this issue and, I mean, you know, political uh, <laughs> uh, po- corruption and and some of the uh, sacred cows, so to speak, the people in Miami who have just been ubiquitous, you know, who have been just plaguing our community literally for generations. You now have the offspring and the spouses of of terrible uh, politicians who are now in charge. Um, I like to say that Miami has uh, 21st century problems and 20th century leaders. And I don't just mean that they have a 20th century mentality. I mean, they're literally the same friggin' people from the 20th century. I mean, the same last names, the same uh, characters. I mean, I'm a a documentary filmmaker, so I'm constantly – uh, going to archives and old news footage. And I swear, you go back 20, 30 years, it's the same people or the fathers and grandfathers of the same people. It's just, it's crazy. And so uh, uh, to see, uh, so this is not new for me criticizing, as you're aware, uh, public officials and elected officials in Miami, but it is in fact a Uh, An election year, Uh, Kathy Rundle, four years ago when she ran for re-election, she was unopposed, okay? And now she has a challenger named Melba Pearson, who is an extraordinary uh, woman of color, no less, and has an amazing track record um, as an attorney. She worked in Kathy Rundle's office for, I think, well over about a decade uh, and knows the problems and knows how to fix them. And so I've been obviously a very vocal supporter of Melba Pearson Uh, And uh, that's something I imagine that Kathy and her campaign don't like.
1: Billy Corbin joining us here on Good Morning Amigos. So I disclaimed yesterday when I started talking a little bit about this, and I talked very little because, like I said, I wanted to give you the opportunity to explain this, that it's a perfect platform for me to provide for you. And I didn't want anyone to mistake the fact that since my last name is shared by somebody who lost to her twice, Uh, I love my cousin to death, but I also know that, you know, my cousin might not have been the right person to beat her, and and there may be someone now running against her that can beat her. But nonetheless, uh, I I have always wondered um, over and over again after we had Janet Reno in this, um, some of us don't take the time like you do to understand the inner workings of city politics and government. Um, Unopposed means... It explains the reason why I didn't actually realize that she was like running for an office anymore. Like i it almost like yeah. I felt like the last time she ran was against my cousin. like sixteen years ago. I don't remember her ever running again. that and I'm being a little smart ass. But the truth yeah. is it's it's become, and this happens a lot in in Miami politics, once you have once you get that ten year pin, apparently, you're at infinitum, and you're going all the way to the day you die and staying in the infrastructure of the inner workings of city and government and politics. It's weird to me. Like, I don't want to say names, but people like Joe Carollo and, and, and others that are still in all of this and good, bad or indifferent, whatever your opinion But it's like, man, it's a long time. Where's the fresh blood?
0: I think it's an outstanding observation. And I think there's something, uh, I don't know that it's unique to this community, but it's certainly more severe in this community where we just do have that consumption, that these are somehow jobs for life and that they're, uh, that they're like hereditary, like, you know, your son or daughter can earn or doesn't, doesn't have to earn that position. They just sort of fall into it. Like this is some sort of third world banana Republic or something. And, and so you're not alone when you realize, well, when you say like, I didn't even remember that Kathy Rundle runs for office because she really hasn't, had to do that. People just kind of automatically assume that this is her job and that's her position. Um, and, and that is why we are so backwards and, and screwed up uh, down here. I think it's a good lesson um, to, to all your kids and your students um, that that we become more involved in local politics, that we vote for better people, that we don't just allow them to rest on their laurels, particularly when they have a 27 year track record that we could look back on and say well this person has done unimaginable damage to this community uh, irreversible damage to this community she has victims I mean she has people that she has hurt in horrible ways um and uh, and we need to to vote better people into these very powerful uh, positions and it's um it's a shame that that, that, <laughs> that well we can really say that to your to your students that Your parents and your grandparents have really screwed up this community and have really screwed up this country uh, by how irresponsibly uh, they vote and the people that they allow to continue to perpetuate this harm uh, on on, on us. And that's the thing. They say all politics is local. And I know everybody pays attention to the the sexier and more high-profile races. We, you know, we watch the presidential race and you know, we watch a mayor's race. But the truth of the matter is, is that these local races, um, it, it takes the president a long time to screw things up in Miami, meaning for that effect, for the impact of their decisions to trickle down here. Correct. In, lo- in local races, these people affect our lives every hour, if not every minute, of every day, they're the people who pave the roads. They make the lights go green and red. They make decisions that that immediately impact you, uh, all the time. And so, it's much more important for people to be involved and aware, um, and engaged and and uh, proactive in these local races, especially the countywide races, because those people have the power over the entire county. And the state attorney, in my opinion, and I perhaps not alone in this analysis, is one of the most, if not the most, powerful positions in the county. She has the power to deprive any of us of life, liberty, and property. She can arrest you for any reason or no reason at all, as she threatened me because she didn't like that I support a political rival, which is some Cuba Fidel uh, kind of, kind of yeah, right there. I, I loved when you um, did that
1: reference because it's it was dead on, spot on when you made that that reference. It's eerily familiar, and and it was scary.
0: Yes, scary. And so, so she can arrest you for 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 any reason or no reason. Um, she can seize your home, your car, um, any of your property, and she makes a decision, and you know, to to pursue the death penalty against people for. For capital cases. So, this she has the power to deprive all of us of life, liberty, and property. And she doesn't even understand the law or the First Amendment because she threatens me to arrest me for a non existent crime. So, how irresponsible uh, is that? I mean, she responds to my criticism of her abuse of power with an abuse of power by threatening to falsely arrest. Um, a a critic and vocal supporter of her political rival. That is absolutely uh, uh, classic Fidel Castro.
1: Billy Corbin joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. I know you are almost out of time, and I appreciate you coming on with us and talking a little bit about this. I I personally believe that you have handled this correctly. And you and I are friends, and I've always told you, you know, I don't always agree with you, and I don't give a crap, and I don't give a shit, whatever. Um, (laughs) It doesn't make us any less friends. Are you as marvelled as I am? I'm not going to get into the deep conversation of that's the sign of the times, but are you marvelled at how no longer can you it's almost impossible to have friends that are in different parties, like that have different political mindsets. All of a sudden this this has become part of the personal biography when you decide whether someone's your friend or not. I don't ever remember that because I remember my my friends for years, not even knowing who the hell they voted for, because they were my friends first. Are are you astonished by that? Or is it something that you kind of come to expect? Or maybe I see this differently. I just want your thoughts on it.
0: No, I, I, I mean, I think it is, it's unique to these times, uh, or certainly more so now than ever before. So I think it's logical that you're just noticing it uh, now. But I think when, when you have, Um, people who, you know, if you've had addiction in your family, if you've ever had anyone join a cult in your family, um, it can be alienating. Um, and that's what you're experiencing here because these are not political beliefs. This is not an ideology. Um, if if you support the sociopathic game show host in the white house, this is not a political stance. This is not a political position. These are people who reject facts, who reject science, who in fact, Have actually done 180 degrees on everything they claimed just a few years ago that they believed in, Okay, (laughs) in smaller government, against tyranny, against autocracy and oppression. Um, So, so against three against
1: three trillion dollar bailout packages as well. I'll let you continue. I had to throw that in there. There's your
0: small right fiscal conservatism. They've abandoned all of their so-called values and principles and ideology. So it isn't a, it isn't a political disagreement anymore. Like you said, you know, it's, it, it's not that these are cultists. These are racists. Uh, these are homophobes. These are Islamophobes. These are, these are America traitors who have spit on our constitution, on our way of life. I mean, you probably have people in your own family and your own immediate circumference, who at great personal risk and sacrifice left their home uh, w- uh, under potentially deadly consequences, face shark infested waters uh, to escape an autocratic dictatorship only to come here and support a man who wants to be an autocratic dictator. It is completely illogical. They don't even come out and support um, Central American refugees. And immigrants whose children are in kitty concentration camps right now and cannot see their plight and their sacrifice have no empathy for that. It is beyond comprehension. It is beyond uh, hip- hypocrisy. And when you see that, how could you not reject that? How can you say that's not a human being that I can interact with? Let me be clear. Fidel Castro was not a communist or a socialist. He was a con man yep. who wanted to be a dictator. And, and, and communism was just his con man pitch yep. to ultimately get what he wanted, which was to be a dictator. D- D- uh, Donald Trump is a con man. And this MAGA, Kaga, drain the swamp, that is just his con man pitch to mm-hmm. become what he really wants to be, which is a dictator. And if anyone can't see can't see that, it's because they don't want to see that, and you shouldn't be friends with them, because they're dangerous, and ignorant, and racist. Yeah,
1: I, that's a that's a different perspective. It is. I have friends, and I've got maybe 30 seconds, and I'm going to say goodbye to you, but I have friends that are on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. You know me as a middle-of-the-road guy. Like, I'm, like, most... Hispanics. I'm a registered Republican, but that doesn't mean that I walk that walk. My Republican friends called me nope, a socialist. nobody's
0: perfect, Larry. I know. But you.
1: What's funny is my Republican friends called me a socialist. So it's like I can't win
0: either way. Yeah, but but but, but you're you're literally talking to morons who don't even know what socialism is. Okay, <laughs> that's the thing. And and I, I I can't have a you can't have an informed or enlightened debate with people who are that stupid and gleefully ignorant think of how proudly ignorant they do they it in smile they, have, they do it in smile yes, they have, billy like they're being funny no, and i'm just sitting there like, can yeah. you just said that yeah they have down. no problem proudly telling you how stupid they are how little they know and they want to tell you about it all day long what i'm saying is you shouldn't be friends with these people these are not decent people these are not reasonable people these are not intelligent people these are not, people. These are not good people they're inherent, they inherently believe in nothing and that's what happens you know what they say? if you don't if you don't stand for something you you'll stand, fall, for anything. fall for anything that's to these clowns that's who these clowns are that you call your friends
1: <laughs> i love you billy you're still my friend brother there's no, there's nothing you would ever say that would make me say billy corbin is no longer my friend you're i my boy. you're definitely my boy i miss you Guess brother what? i
0: hope i hope that's not true i hope <laughs> there is something I could say that would make you not be my friend, just like all these other clowns. But I will tell you, I will tell you, what is the last time we, we saw each other? It was a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, think, yes, Radio Row. Radio Row. Which I feel like was the last time I left my house. So I miss you very much. <laughs> I miss you
1: too, bro. Remember, we have a pending pan comité. We have for a bit. We talked about it at Radio Row, and then this craziness happened. But I have a feeling we're going to get around to it before the end of 2020. And I have a feeling it's not the last time you'll be on my show this year as well. I appreciate you, man. Very my much.
0: Boy. Anytime. Thanks for having me.
1: Take care, man. Big ups to Billy Corbin joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. SS es, es mijo. Ah, he's not my son, but he's my boy. Uh, listen, guys, who cares if you differ in opinions and standpoints? Of course, I'm not going to stop being friends with my friends. You know, my, so I don't agree with, with the last thing he said. How am I ever going to get upset at someone for having an opinion? I encourage everyone to have their stand on something. Stand for something. Believe in something, own it. But don't, yeah. what is it you're doing? What are you doing? Like, like decide, don't just be on the fence. Yet you know, I always get accused of being on the fence and it's so easily confused. I'm not on any fence. Ask me my opinion and the first thing you'll ever know, if you've known me for more than 12 minutes, you're like, bro, Larry's got an opinion for everything. <laughs> so how can I be on the fence if I am decided about everything? How can I be bad if I'm decided yet open-minded enough to hear what you have to say without getting mad at you Because maybe you might make some sense and it will alter how I look at it.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.